Hello everyone, welcome to He's a Keeper, your only podcast detailing the life and works of acclaimed actor, Kiefer Sutherland. I'm your host, Jaden Cron. I'm your other host, Zachary LaDuke. And this week we're going to be talking about uh, the last days of Frankie the Fly. Yeah, I guess we are. Let's just, I'm just before we get started, I'm just going to put out a content warning. This is going to be a more explicit episode due to the nature of this movie. Um, yeah. So yeah this, we're going to be talking about sex, violence, uh... Violence against sex workers, uh, and adult situations. Drug use. Yeah, drug use. A lot of stuff. It's probably been marked as not clean on iTunes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Fun episode. Um. But yeah, let's get. I guess let's just get right into this. I don't like this movie. No, I don't either. It's not good. It's really like. I just want to start from like just the very beginning, just from a technical point of view. The way that it's edited is so weird. Like, yeah. it starts in, like, the first two scenes. There's just these very abrupt and, like, very cheesy fade-to-black, fade-up transitions. And, like, mm. literally, the first few classes of an editing class that I've been in, that was, like, the whole thing of, like, hey, don't do this. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. No, there's... It's weird and not in a good way, but it's not so weird. Like, it's just... This is, it's just the epitome of a bad movie for me. Like, the first 20 minutes of this movie, I'm not gonna lie, I was like, ooh, okay, this movie's really bad, but at least it's funny bad, because, let me tell you, Kiefer Sutherland in this movie is (laughs) simultaneously at his worst, but also at his best, because he's just very him. Wow, he's he's very over the top in this movie. He, like, the slightest thing, like, you know, he could, like, walk in, notice a stain on his pants, and then all of a sudden he'd be, like, rolling on the floor screaming. He's just so mad at he's everyone. so angry all the time. Let's just get a quick uh, summary about what this movie is. I can't. So, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> that's fair. So, what I remember, and this is, I watched this literally less than four hours ago, so. Oh, wow. Okay, I watched it last night. So Kiefer Sutherland is a film school graduate uh, who got deep in debt with a loan shark. Um, now he, in order to pay off that debt, he works directing and editing porn for said for the mob. Yeah, for the mob. And Frankie the Fly is like he's like he's, their, just, he's a goon. He's, he's a their goon. goon. They get like the mob bosses get him to like go around and you know collect, but not in a great way. Uh, yeah. And, every, you know, they call him Frankie the Fly because he eats poop. Well, they just call him the Fly. Oh, yeah, it's true. They, they do just call him Fly or the Fly. And, you know, and then I'm like, hello, McFly. Hello, anybody home? <laughs> Except that's a good movie. <laughs> hey, get a, get a load of this dork's, uh, get a load of this guy's uh, life preserver. Dork thinks he's going to drown. I've seen movies. <laughs> You've seen movies. I've seen movies. We've seen movies. We've seen this movie. I, have we, though? Yeah, so... Kiefer Sutherland is the porn director slash editor at this point in his film career, <laughs> his character's film career. And is it Dennis Hooper or is it Dennis Hopper? I can never remember. Uh, Hopper, I think. Dennis Hopper plays Frankie the Fly. And so he goes to Kiefer Sutherland's porno set one day. And Kiefer's really addicted to gambling, so he gambles a bunch of money away. And meanwhile, Frankie the Fly is trying to make sure that this actress porno actress is he's trying to make sure she's not 
you know, she's he he likes her a lot. And yeah. Just like in a kind of a cute way. Not really, but like, you know, he's supposed to be very semi innocent and is just kind of like, eh. Anyway, he's trying to look out for her, but then a whole bunch of things happen and this movie thinks it's really smart um, mm-hmm. and thinks it's good with twists, but it's not. So he. Frick. He gets. He bets the money. He gets more money from betting that money. Then he goes to bet the money a second time. Um, and it's implied that he didn't bet the money. Well, he didn't bet the first time either. Really? I thought he did. No, because he, he got there and he was chewing out Adam Scott, who is a valet. Um, you may know him from such shows as Parks and Rec and The Good Place. Um, he's like, you know, kids these days, whatever. Okay, got no tradition. Um, then he goes in and he asks, oh, uh, can I still bet on this race that Kiefer Sutherland wanted me to bet on? And they're like, no, it just happened. And the horse that Kiefer Sutherland had picked won. And Kiefer Sutherland's listening to this on the radio, and he hears that his horse won. And uh. so that's so then Frankie the Fly goes to the loan shark to take out a loan to give Kiefer the money. This movie's so dumb. And yeah, and this isn't even like the most, you know, overly complex part. Yeah, so then I forgot that he takes out the loan because I forgot about that scene in the bathroom. But anyways, um, then stuff just kind of happens in this movie and it kind of ends up in Kiefer Sutherland against the mob boss or not Kiefer Sutherland because uh, he kind of freaks out after he gets his eye poked out but uh which is fair yeah and then so it's like Dennis Hopper against the mob bosses and he's like I'm gonna kill this guy and it just happens in the so most convoluted dumb. boring like, so he, boring, his plan dude. to kill the mob boss is to steal the guy's car, pretend that he found a note from someone who had stolen the car to come meet at this place, and he's like, we should film it, you know, film you, film you killing them to send a message. And then uh, the mob boss is like, okay, sure, whatever. So he goes, and then he he knows the whole time that Dennis Hopper is trying to set him up. He gets there, pulls gun on Dennis Hopper, like, what what was your plan? This is dumb. And then because it was. Dennis Hopper tries or gets him to come forward, and then he falls into a pit, and then mm-hmm. Dennis Hopper falls into the pit, and then they kind of fist fight. Did I mention I don't like this movie? This movie's so, okay. To, it wants to, to be Tarantino. It wants to be a Tarantino. Film, I was about to and say to succinctly sum up the way that this movie is bad is it's just like the lowest grade Pulp Fiction ripoff. Yeah. Like, it's shocking, it's got edgy stuff, it's got, They say you know, lots of swears and curses. And slurs. And porn. It's... You and get the it, heroes it's are anti-heroes. But, like, I guess... I just don't care. Like, someone... I, I was reading, looking through, like, reviews of this movie from when it came out, and, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll basically say the same. It's just, like, this is, you know, Pulp Fiction was great, but now we have to watch movies like this. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Although I mean, as a film, as a film student, this is a ve- paints a very bleak uh, future for me post graduation. So yeah, yeah, it's weird because it's about <sighs> what is it about? Because I couldn't tell. I don't you. know. It, it it's it's a movie. Well, I, like is I. It? Yeah, the probably one of the most glaring issues I had with this movie was um, the the soundtrack. It, it just thinks it's being artsy. Oh yeah, 
by putting in all this like jazz music, but it's just really loud and annoying. Yeah. And isn't f- it isn't fun? It's not good. It's it's a bad movie. Like I mean there's the first I'd say the first 20 minutes I can get actual entertainment out of just because mm-hmm. of Kiefer and over the top stuff, but you know, there was the there's the part where um, you know, Kiefer gets his eye poked out. Yeah. And other stuff happens. But uh my um my roommate and I we were watching this and he just said he was like this feels like something that would happen in the third act where's the movie gonna go from here and then it yeah. never went anywhere and it was just really boring like it has so many different plot lines and none of them go anywhere the whole yeah. thing with Dennis Hopper trying to save Margaret who's the porn actress who wants to like get out of the get out of porn and like act in other and like regular movies Mm-hmm. She, it literally ends with Dennis Hopper faking his own death and then sending her a videotape explaining that he's dead and a wad of money. Well, he didn't really fake his death because the mob boss came and, you know, took him out. And it's implied to the audience that he's dead. And then that oh, was such a stupid scene. Gotta have it when he's just like standing in front of. So he like pulls up. To the because he wants he's basically getting Kiefer Sutherland to film uh, his like snuff film, except it makes him look yeah. really cool during it. And so like he has Kiefer Sutherland film him like drive in front of this restaurant, and then he stands in front of the restaurant, and then like just like starts smoking a cigar. But the way he smokes a cigar is like an NPC. Yeah, like he's just kind of got this one animation where he just like you know takes a drag, pulls it out. Holds it for a couple, like two or three seconds, like not yeah. even, and then takes another one. And then like, it's just so bad. I hate this movie. And then like the second in command of the mob boss he just killed comes and it looks like he just shoots him in the head, point mm-hmm. blank. But then later it's, oh, he just got him in the ear. Oh, he didn't like the mob boss either. Hey, get out of here. Don't come back. Yeah. I want to fight this movie, eh? so mad yeah that's fair let's go you know you and me let's get in let's we got to do a hit uh (laughs) you know i don't like doing hits but this this uh, this feels right reference to the movie i really hope no one else has seen this movie yeah um what else do we have to say about it oh man like i just can't it just kind of keeps going on yeah it it's like an hour and 30 minutes, but I've said this kind of thing before, but it's it's just a long hour and 30. It does not, it's pacings all over the place. One yeah. moment you're bogged down in how, how's Kiefer going to get money and the next, you're in just this really drawn out scene where he's trying to kill the mob. This movie's not a Kiefer. No, I'm gonna it's say not it. at all. Yeah, like again, those first like 20 minutes of watching Kiefer Sutherland just chew the scenery just ham it up just be very mad that he's directing and editing porn yeah (laughs) being very abusive to everyone else around him yeah it's that's that was at least kind of funny yeah it was enjoyable it was entertaining yeah parts but and again this movie one of its greatest sins is that it thinks it's good yeah it does it just thinks it's so smart 
with its twists and its just annoying dialogue. And it's uh, visually, like, there's a lot of colors. And I feel like if you're going to make a noir movie, a movie that's trying to be a noir movie, you want to, like, stylize it somehow. Yeah. It was just, it just ended up looking really ugly. This, this is a movie, wasn't it set in L.A.? Yeah. I feel like if you're going to do a movie set in L.A., you got to have, I mean, I know this has, like, zero budget, but I feel like you got to have night driving. You can do that with zero budget, yeah. though, is the thing. Yeah, there's no night driving in this movie. There's no, there's nothing in this movie of note. Yeah. It's just trying so hard to be something it can't be. So it just ends up being nothing. I don't even think that. I just think, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. For me, it's got the make money thing is that like, okay, you've got Dennis Hopper. You've got Kiefer Sutherland. You've got, um, you know, you've got Michael Madsen who plays, um, is it Mr. Blonde in Reservoir Dogs? I can't remember. I think also, but I think he also wrote it. Michael Madsen? Hold on, let me check that. Let me just... Yeah, you... We got live I'm gonna need to see some ID here, sir. Scream... No. Um... Because I thought it was written by the director and the guy who played the second mob boss that wasn't interesting. Yeah, it was written by Dayton Callie. It was... Who played... Vic. The second... Yeah, who played Vic. Michael Madsen, yeah, is definitely in um, Reservoir Dogs, though. Yeah. He... And in other stuff, but mainly that. In a lot of Tarantino movies. Is he in a lot of them? I thought he was only in... Yeah, he's in Once movie. Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's in Kill Bill. He's in Hateful Eight. Oh, I, f- I always forget that he shows up in Kill Bill as... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Because yeah. they're originally going to get him to do um, Vincent Vega or whichever... Because the thing is, his character in Reservoir Dogs is like Vic Vega. And then the hitman in Pulp Fiction is Vincent Vega, and they were originally going to have it be the same character, but he turned it down, and then they were just, you know, Quentin Tarantino was like, well, I guess I'll just give John Travolta his career back. I guess. They were actually talking, like, you know, just as an idea, just spitballing, just just chucking some things around that, um... What's an idea? Go on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No. Sorry. Um, That's a really, just one of the worst freaking bits in this movie because again it thinks it's so smart and cool and like philosophical like a tarantino movie but it's not um anyway not to say that tarantino movies are (laughs) terribly philosophical but what was i talking about you're spitballing ideas Ooh, spitballing ideas michael madison quentin tarantino john travolta that they would actually make a movie about those two characters together as like brother hitmen you know like just just good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Do you think this movie is the key for Jaden? No, we already said that. <laughs> uh, yeah, needs more feet, and then maybe it can compete with Tarantino. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just not good. There's just so many people in this movie who are just not good. Yeah. Who are good actors, but are just not good in it because it's just a bad movie. Yeah. It's just so boring. Uh, anyways. Let's move right along to uh, plot keywords. <laughs> Are you sure this is something? 
want to keep doing? Listen, even if it's a dumb bit, it takes five seconds. Okay, fine. Okay, so this is from IMDb. The top five plot keywords ranked in order. Coming in number five, we got gangster. Ooh. Number four, pornographer. Wow. Number three, organized crime. Wow. Number two, anti-hero. And coming in at number one, we have Mm -hmm. criminal. This has been Plot Keywords. Great. Wow. Beautiful. Well, the bad news. So if we want to do reviews, I hate to break it to you. There's only 11 reviews of this on Amazon.com. Yeah. So one of us might have to go to IMDb. (laughs) So here's an Amazon review um, from December 27th, 2001. The format that they purchased this movie on was VHS tape. This user gave it two stars. The soundtrack was nice. The only thing I like about this movie was the soundtrack. I expected more with this move with the actors that was in it. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Honestly, I expected more from this move, too. Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to read this four-star review from February 20th, 2010 called Dung Eater. (laughs) (laughs) It just feels like it'd be Goldfinger. Uh, I got you. I got you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, This is a little offbeat gem as it deals with all of the dark issues about the mob, but never in a heart attack manner. It is a comedy and to my mind, better written than a lot of them. A good cast plus a good plot equals a better than you think movie. See, if I were to read that without context of what this review would be, or at least knowing that this is a Tarantino ripoff, I would at least expect this to be a review for like Boondock Saints. (laughs) Because I, I actually like that movie. That movie is actually funny. It has good action. Anyway. Oh, but this movie is better than most comedies, but go on. Better, It is a comedy better written than a lot of them. Dennis Hopper is the low man in his family, and why not? He's stuck in the past with his clothes, his music, and his ideals. There you go. Ideals from a gangster. Of course, his ideals include Daryl Hannah, who is his heartthrob, besides being the local porn actress. Hey, honey, nice dress. They even wrote this... <laughs> Sorry, I just love Amazon. I don't know if that's a quote from the movie or just this guy being a weirdo. Yeah. Um, They even wrote the script so her Swedish co-star gets the laughs. Anyhow, Frankie is serious about moving up in the world. If only his boss would notice. His boss, Michael Madsen, notices all right and prepares Frankie's daily meals of excrement. This isn't the Godfather or Thief, it is the Godfather on gas. A funny, quirky story with a bit of heart in it. Think of a more serious eight heads in a duffel bag. I laughed a lot. Four stars. I'm just gonna have to respectfully disagree with that person. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a five-star review from Will1001A. Awesome. Format DVD, October 21st, 2019. Oh wow, that's hot. That's my birthday. Uh, this is a <gasps> review. Brand new. That's it. Amazing. Triumphant really understood the heart of the movie. Ugh! Small John. 3rd of November, 1998. The last days of Frankie the Fly is... 
I'm just saying this because I kind I agree with him. Is <laughs> possibly the most overblown mess of a film produced this decade, lacking coherent structure, decent acting, plot, or direction. The whole thing rolls on for what seems like a lifetime, whilst lurching from one shoddy scene to the next. Dennis Hopper acts against type, but never convinces. Kiefer Sutherland just shouts a lot. Although he does get the best of what lines there are. And the rest of the cast look like they've stumbled onto the set and are looking for the fastest route out. Simply put, this film is a nightmare. A void. See, what I like from the segment that we've learned is no matter how bad the movie is, we always find a review saying, this movie, the worst piece of crap I've ever seen in my entire life. Kiefer Sutherland, though, still pretty good. Yeah. They get it. Here's another short. Uh, this one's like a one sentence. What a waste of my time. Typical Hopper, over-the-top Sutherland, stupid and tasteless. Yeah, stupid and tasteless, you're not wrong. Oh, there's another one that says only good thing is Kiefer. You see, once again, this podcast, you know, we're just enlightened, all right? <laughs> yeah. We get it. <sighs> um, better than average street mug film. There are a lot of good things and some bad things about this film. Let's look at the good things first. Dennis Hopper can do anything and was a great actor. He carries this off as well as anyone else cast in this role could. <laughs> Hannah is very good and convincing as a hooker. Oh, okay. I mean, that's not what she is. Also, wow. She seemed to really enjoy her role, which is important for an actor to do. What? Yikes. Big yike. Matt's very good as well, as is the supporting cast. I mean, sorry, I want to cut back to, to her enjoying her role. There's one scene where I believe that. Um, it's where her and Dennis Hopper are, like, sitting on a bench together. And yeah. she's just like, touch my butt. And he's like, no, I don't want to touch your butt. I'm not weird. She's like, oh, you're shy? And he's like, no, I just don't want to touch your butt. And she's like, touch my butt. <laughs> this scene was later remade in the hit uh, Pixar animated film Finding Nemo. Ah. Where Nemo is uh, peer pressured into touching the butt. Yeah. Madsen is very good as well, as is the supporting cast. The story of a lifetime loser turning into a Sharpie at the end really stretches street life credibility. But then again, so did Tarantino. And if he could do it, why not a legitimate entertainer like Hopper? Are you... What's that? What's that mean? Did he just call Tarantino an illegitimate entertainer? Wow, okay. I know a guy just like this in Union City who was a bookie. He is deceased now, but he let lots of guys off the hook because he was a bit of a softy. He's a guy like that. I enjoyed the film, and I am kind of picky about gangsta flicks. They have to be different to keep my interest, like The Departed and Goodfellas. This film is not as good as those, but better than most of the crap passing for street films these days. Good. Wow. I'm on I'm on Amazon.co.uk. Apparently, so there was a bit of controversy. Uh, apparently, there's been a lot of mix-ups with this movie on DVD and a Stephen King box set. So here, <laughs> let me just I'm just gonna lay it online. Okay. So this is from A. Collins, October 16th, 2011. The title of this review is Five Stars, Stephen King box set. It arrived promptly. It was in good condition, so there's no real problems, and therefore I was satisfied, and we'll use this site again. Glad to know that A. Collins gives their seal of approval for Amazon. Um, <laughs> flash forward to uh, June 30th of 2012, and Livy51 
uh, says one star. Not the item I ordered. This is not the item I ordered. I ordered a Stephen King box set. I do not know why I'm being asked to review this item as I didn't order it. <laughs> um, yeah. So that seems to be what happened. That's Amazon reviews. Now with IMDb. Now it's time to go over to Key for News. Jaden, you brought news. forward a story. I um, did. You want to enlighten us about that? Yeah, just let me pull up the article here. This is from the website Bloody Disgusting, which actually I get a lot of um, I get a lot of recommendations for them on Facebook because I guess the algorithm has pinned me as somebody who likes horror movies, which is fine. Anyways, the title of this article is Kiefer Sutherland Details Insanely Violent Unused Kill Scene Footage from the Lost Boys. Basically, um, he talks about how uh, you remember the, the movie uh, Lost Boys, which we reviewed. I'm familiar with it. And there's that scene in that movie where the vampires just kind of go nuts and uh, they just start eating people up, you know, as you do. And so, but Kiefer Sutherland says there's actually a key piece of this um, scene that was left out of the movie. There was a scene that actually didn't make the movie that I was really, really excited about, mainly because it was just so violent, I couldn't believe we were doing it, Sutherland tells the site. It's sort of in the movie. They cut around it, but there was a guy on a beach and he was bald and they had made a prosthetic cast of his head. And the part of the scene that I loved the most was literally, it was like a cake. I ate the whole back of his head off and blood just went everywhere. I had been directed to smile like a child having cake and the two images were so frightening and scary. Ooh. Yeah. He because there there is a part where he like starts biting into the bald guy's head, but like we don't actually get to see him as he says eating it like a child. Yeah, there's a picture uh, in this article of uh, just quite the beautiful screen grab. I recommend y'all go search this out. Um, Yeah, it's the scene from the movie. There's blood coming out of the guy's head. Now I'm now I'm just missing Lost Boys, dude. I just well, do I have great news for you? (sighs) Yeah. Kiefer Sutherland details the inspiration for his iconic Lost Boys mullet. <laughs> this is from comicbook.com. Okay. So basically, this article uh, talks about so Kiefer Sutherland. Um, he was inspired by Billy Idol uh, when he creating his uh, signature David look in the film The Lost Boys. Uh, nice. Quote from Kiefer Sutherland. Joel Schumacher, the director, wanted me to have long hair, and I had long hair at the time, and then he wanted it white. A timeless kind of thousand-year-old look. <laughs> Sutherland revealed to Yahoo Entertainment. So I dyed it white and my hair was like normally long, like long everywhere. And I just looked like a wrestler. I hated it. And I just thought, that's awful. And Billy Idol had just come out and he looked cool. I mean, he just looked badass. And so I thought, well, he's got white hair. That could look really cool. But Joel wanted my hair long. Mm. And so I actually think I might have been responsible, at least partially responsible, for creating the mullet. And for that, I'll apologize to death. So Kiefer Sutherland, you heard it here first, folks. Invented mullets. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm just imagining him, Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland should get into wrestling. We should make our own wrestling association because we definitely know how to do that, right? And, you know, you get Kiefer Sutherland. I mean, if the WWE can pretend that they can do it, why can't we? Mm-hmm. This is a topical joke based on tweets that I've seen. I don't know anything about wrestling. Don't at me. I, I guess it's that time. guess it's that time to wrap up. Oh, no. It's time, time to, to figure out. Yeah. Well, so it's my turn to pick. Your pick. So I have two choices, as okay. always. Um, the first one, truth or consequences, 
New Mexico. Uh-huh. A group of crooks, an ex-con, his friend, and a gun-crazy gangster plan a drug heist, but not everything goes as planned. Uh-huh. This is directed and starring, directed by and starring Kiefer Sutherland. Okay. Option number two. Mm-hmm. Corner Gas, season five, episode 19, the final countdown. Oh, man. I can't choose because you see the one... On one hand, you know, we're already watching a Tarantino ripoff, and I've definitely heard Truth or Consequences New Mexico be called a Tarantino ripoff. Yeah, the poster's looking pretty Reservoir Dogs. But also, you know, <laughs> Corner Gas is a pretty good show. Yeah, okay, it is. Um, let's go for Corner Gas. Okay, we're going Corner Gas. I'm not sure how I'm going to get access to this episode, but I'll figure it uh, out. We'll figure it out. And it'll be completely legal because we support the Canadian film and TV industry. Mm-hmm. And you can quote me on that. So let's <laughs> let's wrap up. Um, so thanks for listening. This was a bit of a shorter episode just because uh, it's busy time. So yeah, editing takes time and mm-hmm. it's busy time. So yeah, it's a shorter it's, episode. Um, oh, it's busy time. Wait, it's me. <laughs> oh, I'm busy. Ha 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 ha. So, thanks to Kaya for our amazing icon art. You can go check out uh, her stuff in the description. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for our theme music, Sax Rock and Roll. Go check that out in the description. Go follow us on Insta, uh, mm. at HAK Podcast, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure if that even gets updated, but... <laughs> Whatever, go, go follow it. Go follow um, it. Go rate us on iTunes. Uh, tell us how much you love our podcast. Um and if you wanna, if you want us to hear your voice saying how much you love our podcast, you can uh, send us a voice message through Anchor. So mm. go do that. Um, and tell your friends to listen. Yeah. Okay. We, we we watched this, this. We watched Frankie fly for you. It's the least you could do. Yeah. Honestly, uh, some people. And yeah. I'm Jaden Cron. I'm Zachary Leduc. This has been Music Kiefer. I'm glad Capcom's having a resurgence with actual good games. Just, okay, just between Resi 2 Remake, Monster Hunter World, and DMC 5, or Devil May Cry 5. Um, Well, I don't want to call it DMC because then it might be confused with DMC. (laughs)